So good morning, Merry Christmas to everyone once again. It's, um, it's, been, a, it's been a great service so far. The kids were great, weren't they? Let's give them a... So uh, thanks to Craig and Halsey and everyone that, uh, and they had some sickness and weren't able to practice like they were planning on, but, but, but that was wonderful. That's, that's fun to see. Um, today, obviously, we have no bulletin when you came in. We have no PowerPoint today. I just want to talk to you for a little bit. I, I mean, I do have some verses and that sort of thing, but I just want you to listen to me, so don't worry about that. And, and I want all of you to know uh, how thankful I am that, that you're here with us this morning. Like, like Craig was saying, you know, there's... There were other options uh, that you had today. Uh, but for me, there's no better day to be in the house of the Lord than today. And I, I know, there's a, you know there's a debate out there in church world on when you should hold services and when, when Christmas falls on a Sunday, whether you should actually have them you know, on that day or not. And, and listen, everybody has their opinion and they, have all, they all have good reasons for their opinion. And the truth is, I don't care what anybody else does. Um, that's one of the beauties of, of, you know, of grace, right? You get to, you get to make your own decisions and, and lead as God leads you. But for me, there's no other place than I want to be right now than right here. And, and one of the reasons why I say that is because all that Jesus' birth represents, and we know much of, of what that is, uh, we talked a lot about that and last week. We talked about it in some detail. Jesus' birth is the cure for all that ails the world. Jesus is the cure for everything that ails the world. For He is the answer to the, the disease of sin that infects us all. And that's a problem we can't fix ourselves. So God sent a Savior, and that Savior is who we are here to celebrate today. Luke 2.11 says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus truly is the cure. For everything, for everything that ails the world, for everything that ails you. And of course, Christmas represents this fact, first and foremost, that God gave the greatest gift of all to save us from our sin. Right? That's John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that is the heart of of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and, and God sent his son to save us from our sins. And, and so you need to know this morning that if there's never been a time in your life that you accepted the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, and what better day than, than getting saved, placing your faith in Jesus, than on Christmas morning? There's no better day. Today should be that day. But I also don't want you to miss the fact that God chose the family structure as the means by which he brought the Savior into the world. We've been talking about families for some time now on, on Sunday mornings. And this holiday fits in with that theme because Jesus was born as a babe through a natural birth of a mother. He was raised in a traditional, Bible-defined family environment. And to me, that just speaks to the importance of family to God. Because I suppose as God, he could have chosen to save us however he wanted. I suppose he could have brought Jesus to the world through other means than the one he chose. 
but he didn't. He chose the family. And again, I think Christmas points us to the importance of that, to the importance of family to God, to the importance of a home that is centered on and by Christ. And because of that, I'm, I'm so thankful for, for my family. I'm thankful for the traditions that we have surrounding Christmas. And listen, all those are good. Those are good things. God created us to enjoy the love of family and time together as family. You know, my parents are here in Ohio now, and, and we got to spend the day together yesterday, and we got to watch the Chiefs game together, and I won't compare the outcome of that game to the outcome of the Browns game. This is Christmas Day. But it was great. It was great for us. And we're going to be together again this afternoon, and, and uh, we'll be leaving tomorrow for Kansas City. I'm going to go to Missions Focus, but then also we're, we're going to spend time with Jennifer's family. You know, her mom and her sister's there in Kansas City. And those things and those times are important. And we shouldn't pretend like they aren't. So, you know, kind of with the exception of the weather, this has been a great weekend uh, so far, for, for me at least. And the time we've had together as a family has been great. And I want you to know that I'm also so appreciative and I'm so thankful for this church family. And for all of you, I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart when I say that this is the best church in the world. And I know that others say the same thing about their church, and, and that's fine, I get it. They just happen to be wrong. And I, and I love it. I love it here. I, I love what God's doing. I love what he's going to do in the future together with us if he chooses to tarry. And that doesn't mean that, that pastoring this church is easy. It's not. It doesn't mean that every day is fun. It's not. It doesn't mean there haven't been challenges. There have been. I know there will co continue to be more. But listen, God absolutely knew what he was doing when he created the church and the family that it provides. And I love ours. It is a family. I hope you feel that same way. I hope you feel what I feel when you come here. And when I think about family, both, both physical and spiritual, and when I think about Christmas, it reminds me of a verse that has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas at all. But I love it anyway. And that verse is Mark 5, verse 19. And Mark 5, 19 says, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And the context of that verse, of Mark 5, 19, is that Jesus has just cast out a legion of demons from a man. And the people around town that saw this happen and, and saw the change in this man, they're not exactly sure what to do with it and what to do with him, so they ask him to leave. And, and he goes to Jesus, and he wants to follow Jesus. It's a, it's a natural response, by the way, of, of, of a, a, a genuine salvation of a person, you know, wanting to follow Jesus. And so he goes and he asks Jesus, he's like, man, I'm, I want to go with you. And, and Mark 519 was Jesus' response to this man. And Jesus didn't allow him to come, come along. He, says he suffered him not. He didn't allow him to do that. But instead, he instructed him to go back home and talk about the great things that the Lord had done for him and the compassion 
that the Lord has showed him. And again, this, this verse in and of itself has nothing to do with Christmas. It has nothing to do with the birth of Christ. But to me, you can't separate Christmas from the importance of family and the importance of the home. And this time of year when we're gathered together, we should not neglect to make much of Jesus. And that's what this verse reminds me of. And we should use the opportunity of Christmas to talk about the great things that the Lord has done for us. And we see how it should be done here in Mark 5.19 because, first of all, it should be personal. You should have a personal message to deliver. Jesus said, tell the great things that the Lord had done for thee. He's done great things for me. He's done great things for you. And so let me be personal for just a second you know, to my family, to Jennifer and Tanner and Jackson and Kate and to my mom and dad. I feel like the most blessed man in the world because of you. And the Lord's been good to me because of that. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. And I, and I, and I want to tell the Lord that. And I want to tell you that. That the Lord's been good. He's good. And in Mark 5, 19, he said to go home. And he included friends with that. And so for all of my friends, and you know who you are, thank you. Thank you for being a friend to me. Thank you for being a friend to our family. The Lord's been good to us through you. And I'm so thankful. And I want everyone to know it's, it's not because of you. It's because of the Lord. It's because of how good he is. He's done great things for me. And I know that he's done great things for you too. And listen, you should talk about it. And you should make it personal. The Lord has been good to us, no matter our situation. And I know that there are people in our church right now that are going through hard times. And I know that there are people in our church that have received bad news even lately, and a bad diagnosis, and I hate that. I hate it so much, and I love you all, and I'm praying fervently. But in spite of all the bad things, God is still good. And boy, if, if Christmas doesn't represent and prove the goodness and the love of God, then I do not know what does. So I hope you have a personal story to tell as it relates to Jesus. And if you don't, then going back to what I said earlier, you need to get saved this morning. If there has never been a time in your life where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you place your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. That's, I told you last week, he came to this earth as a baby to live a mission, to die for the sins of the world. And he did that. He lived that perfect life and died that perfect sacrifice that only he could. And, and he did that for you and for me because we can't save ourselves. We have this disease of sin. You have a disease of sin. And if you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, then you're currently destined for hell. Eternally separated from him. But it doesn't have to be that way. Jesus came to save you. And this morning, you can place your faith in him. And then you have a personal 
message to tell. But it not only should be personal, there's a purpose behind it. There's a purpose behind making much of Jesus and the purpose whether we fully even grasp this or not, I don't know that we can all in our human brain, is to spread the word about the compassion of Jesus. That's what he said, tell that the Lord had done great things for thee and the compassion that he had had on thee. And Psalm 86.15 says, but thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. And all of our friends, all of our family, all of those we come in contact with, they need to know that. They need to hear that message. Whether they are saved or not, we all need to be reminded of this fact, and it's easy, the best way to remind ourselves is to keep talking about it. To keep talking about who God is and what he has done for us. The great compassion he has showed on us. God gave us his only begotten son because of his compassion. Because he's not willing that any should perish. What a gift. That even gets to our tradition of giving gifts at Christmas time because Jesus was absolutely the greatest gift of all. All because God loves us so much for God so loved the world. You see, when it comes to gifts and to giving, the truth is that you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. It's the model God showed us because that's where his compassion resides in his love. And that compassion extends beyond the offer of salvation. He's compassionate to us even after we are saved. So we need to remind ourselves and remind our families of that truth all the time. But especially this time of year. It's a natural time to dwell on and talk about the goodness and the compassion of God. And listen, doing this, making much of Jesus, while it's about him and the worship that he certainly deserves, it brings us something too. Because having this perspective will bring you peace. Jesus ultimately brought peace to the man in, in the text in Mark chapter 5, who had the demons. In verse 14, after Jesus has cast, cast them out, the Bible says he was in his right mind. And that's really what peace is all about. Thinking the right things according to what God's word says. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 8 says, Be careful for nothing or take no thought, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Listen, that's what Jesus brought. He brought peace. Even as a baby, Luke 2.14 says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And and I want you to pay attention to the words of that verse. It's one of the the most misquoted verses in the Bible because it does not say peace on earth. That's not coming until the millennium when Christ is on the literal throne of David. No, instead it says on earth peace because he is peace. 
And we're not going to get to see that physically until the millennia, but you can know that spiritually today. We quote Micah 5.2, one of the many prophecies of, of Christ's first coming, and, you know, one of the many proofs of the truth of Scripture. And Micah 5.2 says, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, thou, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have come from old, from everlasting. And this is where we get the prophecy of the birth of Christ in Bethlehem. But if you keep reading in verse 5, it says, And this man shall be the peace. You see, that is who he is. And yet, I'm very well aware that at this time, you know, this time of year, in spite of all of the, the pageantry, in spite of all the excitement and, and all the fun, it's also a time that many people deal with depression, they deal with sadness, they deal with a lot of different emotion. You know, it's not long after Christmas that the bills come due. Winter sets in. I mean, I know it already kind of set in for us this, this weekend, but, but you know what I mean. You know, sometimes people are sad for who's not sitting at the Christmas table this year. And, and things are different and not in a good way. And all that is legitimate. All of that is real. And what is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, for some, doesn't feel that way. But if that's you, I desperately want you to know that peace is still available through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace is still available by thinking on his word. It's even a peace that passeth all understanding, certainly all human understanding. It's a supernatural peace that you can have because we serve a supernatural God that loves you and cares deeply and knows exactly what you are feeling. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. And isn't that a great thing? That God is there for all of us wherever we find ourselves. Even when we find ourselves in what is supposed to be a happy time, and not such a happy place. And because of that, I, I want to end this service. We're still going to sing. My, my section's coming to a close here. But I want to end this service just a little differently than normal. And this is Christmas, and this is a family service. And if we have, we may not have anyone do this. And if we don't, it's completely fine. I certainly don't want to put any pressure on anybody. But if we have anyone in our family who is missing the peace that God offers during this time, I want to pray for you. And here's how I want to do it. If you want me to pray for you, I just want you to come forward. And I know you're like, this is weird. Okay, maybe. But I want to pray for you and I want to know who I'm praying for. I just, if, you don't, if you need peace this morning, if you're dealing with something that's too much for you to, to deal with, I just want you to come up. Come up now and just line up here. And if we don't have anybody, I'll just pray for you anybody anyway. But if we have anybody that wants to come up here, we're not going to talk, talk about it. We're not going to talk about what you're dealing with in your life. I just want to pray for you. And for a, a church, I want us all praying together. 
So if you need prayer for any reason, come forward now. Come forward now and just line up here. And we won't, we won't again, we're not going to talk about it. I just want to pray for you. Do we have anybody like that? No? Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The, out of the mouth of babes. Awesome. Do we have anyone else? Just come forward. You don't have to be embarrassed. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying, I promise you I'm not trying to put a guilt trip on anyone. But we're a family. And we need to, 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 to be committed to praying for each other. We need to be committed to, to, to loving each other. And I want to do that now. Thank you, guys. I'm, I'm going to pray. I want you all to pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you in a day that, that we come to celebrate your birth. And, and, Lord, we're so thankful for that. We're so thankful that you sent Jesus to this earth to save our sins, and, and Lord, it's such a great thing, and Lord, we're so thankful for that, and yet the reality of, of life is that, that we deal with hardship, and we deal with struggles, especially even this time of year, and Lord, we have people here that were willing to just take a step of faith and, and come up front just to say, man, I, I want someone to pray for me, and Lord, I pray for them now. I, I, I don't know their situations, but, Lord, you do. And you know their heart, and you know what they're dealing with. And, Lord, I pray that the peace that you promise, a peace that passeth all understanding, that you'll give it to them right now. And, the Lord, that you'll be glorified in their life and that you'll, you'll, you'll make the path clear uh, for what you have for them. And, the Lord, that uh, that peace, that comfort that they need, Lord, that you'll give it to them now. And Lord, I pray that we'll be committed to just to continue to pray for each other, to love each other. And Lord, what, what better time of year is there to, to focus on you and your goodness and, and how thankful we, we are for all that you've done. Lord, I, I love this church. I love this family we have. I love these folks here in front of me. And, and Lord, I, I just pray for your goodness over them. And Lord, I pray for those out there that didn't come forward but are still hurting and, and, and are dealing with things internally. Lord, I, I pray for them as well. And Lord, I pray that you be glorified in their life. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you guys for coming forward. You can be seated. We'll continue to pray for you and love you as a family. But we're going to close out in another song of worship. So why don't we go ahead and stand. And we're going to close out our Christmas service this morning. But I, I hope you have, um, man, I hope you've had a great day. I hope you've enjoyed this time together as a family. But there's no better way now, thing to do, than to go out singing to him and talking about uh, how good he is. Let's do just that.